What's up, everybody? Welcome to the BT Podcast. We have another episode today and excited for this one. My name is Danny. I'm the online pastor here at BT and I'm your host of the podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you guys are watching on YouTube, maybe you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever platform of your choice. Uh, Thanks for hanging out with us. My prayer is that this conversation blesses you. And if it does bless you, believe it's going to bless somebody else and share it on your social platforms as well. Uh, One of the visions here at BT uh, is we have like we kind of stand on four main pillars, uh, which is our mission statement that we believe in uh, biblical teaching, relevant worship, authentic community, and lastly, global concern. And one thing we want to do is is highlight our different global partners that we have. And so uh, let me kind of say it this way. If you're a member or, or you come to BT and you give to the ministry of BT, your gift doesn't just go to the walls of BT Church, but it also goes out to support other like-minded gospel-centered ministries outside the walls of BT. And so today we have an amazing ministry, uh, an amazing story, some good friends of mine, uh, Micah Carter, Robert Malinalo with us today. Uh, you guys say what's up to everybody. How's it going? How's it going? It's good to, yeah, thank good you, to be here. <laughs> yeah, awesome, man. So uh, so Micah and Robert, they're part of an organization in Reynosa, Mexico called Big Heart Orphanage, uh, just doing remarkable stuff. And I know for me, like, Sometimes in a podcast, if you guys tune into other episodes, uh, I'll do a lot of talking. Today, I'm going to do a lot of listening because I just want to hear uh, what God is doing in your in your organization, in your ministry. Uh, we want to just highlight uh, the ways that 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 God is moving in different areas. You know, sometimes. On a Sunday morning, we have a pastor who loves to celebrate, and we'll say something like, yeah, BT gave X amount of money to different missionaries, to different organizations. Uh, and maybe for you, like as you're sitting there in church, you have no idea, like, like well, who are these organizations? So Big Heart is one of the organizations that BT partners with, and we want to highlight their story. And so, Micah, I'd love to just kind of start with you, man. Um, I would love for you to kind of simply start, like, like what's your story? Uh, how did you, where'd you grow up? How did you come to know Christ? Kind of that whole thing. Well, for starters, I, I am um, very fortunate to say that I grew up in a Christian home mm-hmm. uh, with uh, good morals, good Christian background, and, and my parents raised me uh, in the church, but also teaching me the word and and, and uh, on top of that, being a, a godly example. And so uh, at the age of three, um, <clears throat> my parents picked up and moved everything that they were doing from Houston, Texas, uh, which is where I was born. When I was three years old, we moved down to Mexico, and mm-hmm. since then we've been ser- serving uh, right on the, the Texas-Mexico border in Reynosa, Mexico. Um, so I've grown up in Reynosa. Uh, I'm the whitest Mexican. <laughs> as, yes, as, very much a Mexican. <laughs> as most people would say. Um, and uh, Spanish was pretty much my first language. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, there was a time where I forgot a lot of English and had to learn English again and stuff like that And so, because I was so immersed in, yeah. in being there. And so, uh, Mexico is home for me. Um, and I, I did grow up there. Um, grew up, we, we started this orphanage. Uh, my parents started, um, and opened it. Big Heart actually opened in October of 2000, but there was of course some years preparing into, you know, finding the location and getting it ready for, um, for it to be open. And so, during that whole process and stuff, we we've also had many teams and stuff like mm-hmm. that have, that have come down over the years. And and for me, growing up, I loved every bit of it. Um, with with always having um, kids from the orphanage around me, um, always feeling like I had a big family, um, and never really knew that I lived a different light of life uh, per se. Um, and uh, but as I as I grew older into my teenage years, I, I then was I, I then began to think like. Like what's a normal life like, mm. and and what does that look like? Um, so, 
Um, trying to make this long story short, yeah. um, you know, when I became a teenager, I did. Um, I we we were homeschooled all my life, and so finishing high school, I I was quick to say, "Hey, mom and dad, I love you. I love what you do. I, you know, there's no hard feelings, no like rebelling, no nothing like that. Uh, I was just like, I want to go and figure things out on my own, mm. uh, figure out my life, and um, you know, all I've known is the missionary life all my life, and so at the age of just before I turned 18, um, I moved just here to McAllen, and uh, I was involved with a couple different ministries here, um, different churches, and and just started working. I'd never had a job before, uh, so just you know jumping in, trying to trying to just grow up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so got involved with a with a um, a company locally here, and uh, I got into sales and didn't know that. I would do well in sales, but I did um, very well, fortunately, and moved up in the company fairly quickly, and that moved me out to Arizona. Oh wow! Um, which is where I met my beautiful wife. And I make the joke: if you've ever been to Yuma, Arizona, you don't ever have to go. <laughs> like if you've never been there, you're not missing out on anything. It's and a I one always time, say, one-time experience. Yeah, and and I was there for two and a half years, and I took the best thing out of Yuma, Arizona, <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad she she That's chose awesome. to follow. Um, and, but when, when I was living there, um, I was doing very well with the company I was working for. Um, and I think the idea of growing up in the mission field and, you know, living by faith, um, and really as, as a kid trying to understand what that looked like, even though my parents were great models of it, um, I had experienced it on small levels, but not on a level that I could grasp. And all I could think of was I want to serve Jesus, but I also don't want to be I want to have money, mm. right? And so I start working for this company and do really well. And I'm, I'm like, I never thought I'd make this kind of money. I mean, I'm 21 years old now, and I'm, I'm a manager of a store, and I'm up for a promotion into a, a store that does about six times as much as this store does, which means that I'm going to have a lot bigger paycheck. And anyway, I just moving up through the company. It was like a very goal goal oriented and, and meeting my goals and everything and just getting to a place where I was very financially stable and being able to do a lot of good things with my money, uh, that God had given me. But uh, also at the same time, God was revealing to me that I was in a sense serving two gods. Mm. And so, um, even though I'm not saying that money is a bad thing, um, but when my focus was trying to, to live for Christ, but also, you know, trying to live for the next paycheck and seeing, you know, the next promotion and the next, you know, what's going to be another status that I can get to. Um, even though God allowed me to experience that right before I took this promotion to go um, for this big store, I, I just had a real come to God moment yeah. where he, I was just like, man, I'm going to get this promotion and then what? Mm. Like, and then what? Yeah. Because I've been able to do all these things and God's been able to open so many doors and he's showing me that if this is really what I want, like he's going to still, you know, he's kind of opened those paths. And, but at the, I get, got to the point where I was just like, then what? And God was like, I just had this time where I was uh, just connecting with God and just saying like, God, I don't know what, I feel so empty right now. Wow. I'm, you know, about to almost double my, my salary. And I don't feel like that's going to bring any contentment. And I just felt in my spirit, like, when was the last time you felt content hmm. and that you had a purpose? And it was like, well, when I was serving back yeah. at, in the orphanage and, 
you know, because we do so much in our orphanage, but we do a lot of stuff in our community and we build houses and we, you know, we, we've just had an awesome ability that God has allowed us to do a lot in our community. And uh, I just felt in my spirit, the guy was like, well, it's time to go back. Nice. And it, this pressure of like, okay, like it's gone. Like that's, that, that, that was easy. Why didn't I just do this a long time ago? But yeah. I think God took me through that process to say, look, you've never had money. Now I'm going to give you more money than you could ever have thought that you could have had. Mm-hmm. And then then let's go. then let's have a talk and see yeah. where you were actually happy, uh, where you actually were serving a purpose. And and I learned a lot through the company that I worked yeah, for. I worked for, sure. for them for almost six years, and I learned a lot. And I've I know that God took me through that for for a reason. Hmm. Um, but it was just like from one day to the next. So I, I I walked into the my uh, store the next day, and my regional manager was in town, and I just said, hey. Um, I appreciate all that you've invested in me, uh, but I believe that God's calling me back to to serve in uh, in, the Me- in Mexico. And I was very fortunate to ha- to have the type of manager that I had because he was he was also a believer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead of like, dude, what are you talking about? I've invested all this time. I've put your name in. I've been spe- you know like I've this, you're the person for this job, and giving me a guilt trip. And even to the point of saying like, okay, just leave now. He was like, all right. Well, how can I help you wow. to get to that place? Yeah. Like. And it wasn't like, uh, okay, you know, you're, you're done because you're, you're checking out. But he was saying like, okay, how can I help you get back closer to, the, to Mexico if you want to move back to the other store? How old uh, were you during this time again? Like 21, you said? Um, well, I moved to Arizona in 21. I was, when I moved back here, I was 23, yeah. maybe it's, 24. It's interesting hearing all that because, you know, if you think about just like the level of young adults, like young adults are... I feel like they're stuck in this transitional time of like, all right, I'm trying to figure out what to do. I, I've done college for three years. I don't like my major. I've changed it four times. I'm, I'm in this job. I kind of like it. I don't really like it. Uh, but then you just have that moment of where God just speaks in clarity yeah. of, hey, this is what I want you to do. Uh, and what I love that too is that what you got to experience is, is your regional manager saying, you know, affirming your call. And and yeah. to me, that's another step of clarity of God calling. Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. sometimes people are going to be like, what are you doing? Like, don't do that. You're dumb. Yeah. Uh, they may not say that. I don't know. But but <laughs> I, I think that that level of affirmation, one, brings peace to, I'm sure it brought peace to you of saying, Absolutely. okay, like now, God, you're actually clearing these steps uh, for me to, to get here. Uh, and I, and that's, that's really powerful. I love that, that you stepped into that obedience, even not knowing what was yeah. going to happen. <laughs> and I think, I think with that, it was for me, when I left Big Heart at the age of 17, I knew that God had put missions in my heart mm-hmm. and that I would eventually, but in, on my plan, right? right and so it's the yeah. idea of like, oh yeah, that's a good thing and I, I would love it and I want to be a part of it. But on my schedule, when I've mm-hmm. been married, I've had kids, maybe the kids are off to college and my parents can't do what they're yeah. doing anymore, then I'll come in and, and fill in those shoes. And it was awesome to see how God was like, it's cool that that was your plan. <laughs> But this, let me if, show you if, my plan. Yeah, let me show you my plan. Like, if you if you're really wanting to follow me, if you want to like be freed of this unknown, like it's time to go back. So, are you ready to go back? And it was it was for me. It was like, yeah, let's go. And so to be back in Mexico at the age of 24, just engaged, um, was a lot different plan. But I'm thankful because God has way better plan than Amen. than I do. So. Come on, um, but it, it's it's been an awesome experience growing, uh, going back. Uh, now I would love to hear this really quick. What was Jenny's response when you said, "Hey, we're we're feeling called"? To yeah, this, where I'm well, going to this. <clears throat> so, uh, 
Ginny and I actually weren't dating at the time when I felt called back. Um, and so in that process, I was so focused on like, I got to, you know, get everything that I got to figure out done so that I can get back to Mexico. Uh, that's when I actually met Ginny. Uh, Ginny had been uh, through a relationship that um, she she had just said, you know, like, God, get me out of this relationship. And it's just me and you. Like, so we both were in this 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 time of like, God, it's me and you. Mm-hmm. I'm not focusing on everything else. And God brought me into her life and her into my life through groups of friends. And it was it was really cool how God worked her, all you're that. Like, nah, God, it's me and you. Man. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> exactly. No, no. Uh, I was like, yeah, this 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 chick is really cool. And and but it it I mean, thankful because during that process too. I mean, it wasn't like God gave me the affirmation, and it wasn't that I left within month it was like six months that i was still in arizona before i actually moved because there was a process of where my regional had to talk to the other regional Mm -hmm. and say hey can this guy come back and in fact he the other regional was like no you know we don't need another manager and and so he came back and i'm like no i don't i don't even care about management like put me as a salesperson i'll go back let me just get things figured out so that i just need to get back that way like no he's willing to demote himself and just just go and and work and and so it's through this process that i meet, meet jenny and and since we were in that, uh, there's a long story to that, but mm-hmm. we don't have time for that. Um, he brought us together, and in one of my visits back home, I one of our friends was getting married. I was like, "Hey, you want to, you know, be my date to the to the nice. to the wedding?" And uh, so she comes down, and we had just started really dating then, and so she comes down, and and then we we're in Mexico for a week. She meets my family, of course. We're there for the wedding and, and she sees the orphanage and what God has called me to. And then when we come back, she's like, um, I said, so what do you think? You know, what'd you think? And she said, well, I think, uh, I, th- I don't think we should talk for the next two weeks. And I was like, shoot, oh, wow. like, <laughs> what did my, what did my what dad did? say? Yeah. What did I do? Like what, what did Robert do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did somebody tell her? What, you know, like, uh, and I thought, you know, like I screwed up somehow. And I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's in God's hands. And then two weeks later we meet up and, and she, uh, we sit down. I remember at Olive Garden, we're eating. Maybe we just went for dessert or something like that. And she just, uh, I was like, so, so tell me what's going on. And she says, uh, well, I just needed some time because I just want you to know that if God has me for you uh, and if that's where, you know, God is leading us, I just want you to know that I'm on board 100%. Wow. And for me, it was just, Another, like you just said, like a confirmation yeah. that God was calling us there. And now, not only did He send me alone, but He sent yes. me with a partner and That's crazy. and <laughs> someone that I mean, talking for my wife, she didn't grow up in a Christian home. She had just mm. uh, she had a new believer, but just how she in her heart, she's you know following Christ and saying like, "Where are you leading me?" And then for her, bring a bozo around like myself to say, "Hey, you're going to Mexico," and her to be like, "Uh." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, am I hearing you right? And so for her to be on on 100%, it was just it was cool to move down there uh, or down here and uh and then just her to be like, okay, what does this look like? Wow. Um so it's a little different because I grew up in the mission field. She's right. never been on a mission trip or been yeah. in the mission field. Um so there's a lot of adjustments that that we've gone through for the in the past 11 years that we've been uh, together and so um but it's been an awesome journey. It's Man. been really, really cool. What a joy. That's so cool to hear how all that kind of came together. Because, you know, for me, I've been able to visit Big Heart a couple of times and see the work God's doing there. But I love hearing just kind of like 
it, I, I'm motivated by stories. And so how like people get to a moment, how people get to a calling, how people get to that point uh, is always good to hear. And so, uh, yeah, Robert, I'd love to hear from you now, man. So I know that for Big Heart, starting up a, an orphanage, and we'll kind of get to the vision and mission behind what you all are doing, the calling of Big Heart. Uh, but Big Heart has impacted your life a lot. And yes. so I'd love to kind of talk about uh, how you got into this story uh, and really what you are doing, uh, your role for Big Heart right now. All right. Well, first of all, thank you, man, for inviting yeah, us. Uh, we're excited and also a little bit nervous. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, we're excited. And, and yeah. well, I got, uh, well, I'm a product or a result, I would say, of that mm. uh, faithfulness as well, because my mom, she's actually adopted. And uh, before my grandparents, uh, they opened up Big Heart, they were serving in my great grandparents' orphanage in, in Reynosa as well. And my mom was an orphan there. So mm. she was, if I'm not mistaken, it was three weeks after she was born that she was taken to this orphanage. Mm. And, you know, she was, you know, almost like, yeah, well, raised and, 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 yeah. and part of the family for uh, all her life. And then when my grandparents came in, they decided to take her in and, and make her part of the family. And well, uh, when she was 12, and that's when, you know, the whole process of like opening the other orphanage and being being part of it. So she's the oldest uh, from, um, from four uh, kids. Uh, and I'm, I'd say, uh, a part of that faithfulness mm -hmm. through uh, my family that uh, decided to move from the states now to mexico and serve and i would say that i'm the first like result of, of that faithfulness and, yeah. and a part of, of, of what god is doing there and like my story i'm sure there's a lot a lot more uh and i'm sure we're going to talk about those those mm -hmm. things but i just wanted to to say like i thank god that there's people that you know invest in missions like you're saying people from church that they may not know where their money is going to, yeah. but God is using that money to grow Come the on. kingdom and not just, you know, like you're saying, building buildings, but actually impacting lives. And I'm just grateful for that. Um, but yeah, like, I'm, now I'm serving in the orphanage as uh, the principal of uh, our school. Uh, so the orphanage has been open for 21 years mm -hmm. and the school's been open for 16. Uh, and it first started just because of the need that there was in the community. Uh, a lot of people were, well, first of all, uh, our, uh, well, I was in fourth grade in that time, mm -hmm. and we were going to a public school, but that's when things started getting kind of rough in Reynosa mm -hmm. with the whole, like, you know, uh, narcos, drug yeah. dealing and all that. But just uh, the way that the public system was working is, like, there was drugs inside the schools. There were, you know, people in middle school having, you know, relationships, sexual relationships mm -hmm. inside their, the classrooms. Teachers didn't care much. Yeah. And so my grandparents, uh, and which they were the directors in that time in, of the orphanage of Big Heart, they, they had this calling of, like, well, we have to build a safe environment for our, our kids in the orphanage to learn. Yeah. And they decided to open up at school. It was only, uh, f uh, at the beginning of it, it was only for the kids of the orphanage and, and mm. people from the church. And I'd say we were like 20, 25 kids in that, uh, you know, huge uh, uh, building and mm -hmm. like all this space. And it was kind of cool to see it. And it was like that. It was only closed for the orphanage and, and for a safe environment. But then the community started to see how bad the public system was getting and how dangerous it was and, you know, how teachers didn't care much about, uh, you know, the education part of it. So the community started to ask uh, the orphanage if we can open it to the public. Wow. And it was, I would say it was a tough decision because yeah. with more kids, it comes more responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know, the same, what if the, the same dangers that we're trying to take our kids and put them in a safe, safe environment, what if they bring them in? Yeah. You know, but it was, I would say, when you focus more on, like not on the risk, but on the purpose of it, then you can see how God is going to work. Come and on. they decided to like open the school to the public. And, you know, I would say 
in 2011, we got approved by the by the system. We got our own registration to be a private school, a Christian private school, mm-hmm. which is really important that even though, you know, the loss is that we can't talk about God in schools or we shouldn't be talking about religion or anything, they allow us as a private school to talk openly about the gospel mm. and read the Bible and do prayer. And we were doing that uh, since the beginning of it. And what started with, uh, I would say it was average of 50, 65 students is now grown to up to over 500 Whoa. students and from elementary all the way to college. So wow. for me, it's I was a student of, of Regent School. That's the name of, of our school. And now I'm uh, privileged to be a part of the staff and, and, and lead this thing to what God is wants, hmm. wants to do. So yeah, that's that's my role right Man, now. That's, that's insane. I love that, that one, a vision came, a dream came, a calling came to plant yourself in a community, plant yourself in a neighborhood. And, you know, sometimes obviously you want to serve the neighborhood. So you go out and you say, hey, we'd love to do this school but then it's like the community asks you guys yes. <laughs> so that's that's powerful yeah. Yeah, okay. that that's yeah. saying like hey there, there's this group of people who who love different who show something different and and we want to be a part of that exactly. uh and so i love that that you guys created that environment that caused the community to see something different in y'all uh and yeah growing from 20 to 30 to now 500 students yes. like that's yes. that's insane and uh good luck man overseeing all that so thank praying you, for you bro you. <laughs> no, yeah, that's <laughs> a big task that's yeah. what we need. <laughs> and, a and, a, and a huge responsibility i mean we've talked like you know the the craziest thing is that we've we've been so blessed to have this school and being led by Robert and and others before him and the teachers that we have that God's God brought our way like the quality that we're giving in the school yeah. we're known as one of the top wow. private schools in yes. Reynosa and for you all that don't re- know Reynosa well it's 200 uh, 2.5 million people in this in this city um and there's so we're known as a as a solid school uh and then so with that the responsibility that we're talking about um I would say about 70 to 80% of our students are non-believers. Mm. So it's a huge responsibility on our part. You know, I, I joke with Robert. I mean, like, I, I think about like pastors starting a church, how many pastors would love to have 70 or 80% of the people that are walking into their doors, unbelievers just saying like, I, we just want to be a part. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like a pastor's dream. Well, it's also a huge responsibility. I mean, yeah. we were talking about if it's 500, let's say 400 of the students are non-believers, but they're coming because first, they may see it, oh, it's known as a really good school, but we have the privilege of sharing the gospel with them on a daily basis. They see everything that, that God's done through that, and, and all glory goes back to God. So we're seeing lives change from students coming to know the Lord, and then families, yeah, like families, parents, yeah, and- parents saying, like, what, what's, what's going on? And then them being able to share with their parents or parents being a part of the school and you know whatever program we have because we can tie God into everything. And so, being able to see families change through our school, mm-hmm. so it's 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 an awesome opportunity, a huge responsibility, and we're trying to do our best uh, with yes. what God is. <laughs> Keep praying, like us. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's so good to hear about the school. I'd love to hear more about the orphanage. Like, what's what's the um, vision, mission behind what you're doing specifically with the orphanage? So, um, it's, yes, we're called Big Heart Orphanage. Uh, we're registered as an orphanage in Reynosa. Um, what we've done is we're, we're privately owned, um, independent from anybody or anything, any organizations. We, we've done everything um, the way God has, has given my parents the vision, and, and we've continued it. But um, we actually, all the kids in our care, with the exception of two, are not orphans. They're, mm-hmm. They come from single-parent homes. And gotcha. so... Um, 
you know, we've always described it as what I'm going to say, but somebody then mentioned like, oh, so y'all kind of like an orphan prevention center. And, yes. and I was like, yeah, I kind of like that. Uh, because what, what we are is we, we help single moms. Single moms will come to our gate and, and or, you know, word of mouth come to us and say, hey, you know, uh, I'm not from the city maybe. Maybe they've come from down south and I've got two kids and I'm working at a factory anywhere from 8 to 12 hours a day, four to five days a week. And when I'm not working, my kids – Either a neighbor has to watch them or they stay in the house or they run the streets or whatever, yeah. and I just can't take care of them and work at the same time, and so I need help. And so um, we're that last step before a mom just says, like, I can't do it anymore, and I'm going to take the kids of the government and let them mm-hmm. put them in their orphanage yeah. and stuff like that. And so, and that's pretty much the standard. Like, yeah. that situation of, like, a, of both parents working and leaving the kids – at home by themselves it's pretty much in Mexico I don't know if it's the same here in the United States but it's that's a standard like there's usually because you know how, how young would you say like they leave kids the five years old yeah. they just lock them in and there's there's been stories of people of kids have died yeah. because they locked them in and somehow the stove yeah. you know kept running and it, it the house burned but they, because they were locked they died yeah. so it, that's a standard in Mexico yeah. it's and so you know, our, our desire is just to help single moms and say, hey, listen, we'll take care of your kids. We'll watch over them. And we don't require much of you, but we want to work as a team uh, so that if we're working together, it's going to be the best situation for your child. And we ask that you come and visit once a week. And then every mm-hmm. other weekend, uh, we want you to take them home for – they leave it Friday afternoon and they come back sat- Sunday night. So they have 48 hours to spend time with their mom besides their visits that they come yeah. every week. And so the desire, the hope is that we're not creating more orphans. We're preventing that, and we're keeping the mom connected to their to their kid, um, and hoping that in one, someday that they'll be able to go home and live with their mom again. Wow. Um, and every once in a while, we'll have a single dad that brings the kids, but it's usually single moms. Yeah. That's why I'm focusing on that. For but, sure. um, but yeah, I mean, it's just the we provide anything and everything. So anything from food, clothing, medical, schooling, of course. Um, there's no cost to the mom at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, our main investment, our main, our main focus is just investing in the child. And not only do we have the Christian school, but we also, of course, uh, in, inside the orphanage teaching them, um, you know, the Bible teaching them, we go to a local church there in Reynosa, um, you know, teaching them, um, doing discipleship and, as well, yeah, huh? yeah. and with discipleship the with the kids. Is and there so, like a an age limit where they age out of the orphanage system? Yeah. 18. At the age of 18, uh, they're considered adults, and then gotcha. they would be aging out. And so as the kids are growing and getting to that age, our responsibility then uh, responsibility then is just like any family, is prepping, preparing your kid to be out in the real world sort of thing. So yeah. if it's, you know, at the age of 18, if they've already graduated high school, if they want to continue going to college, we'll help them go to college. Um, if they want to work, then we try to find them a job and stuff like that, just like any parent would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're we're kind of like a, a giant foster home um, in that sense. We, we do have a girl's dorm and a boy's dorm, so we do keep them separated, but we do everything together. There's one cafeteria on the property. None of the buildings have kitchens or anything like that. So all staff, all kids eat all three meals together. Nice. Uh, we do everything together. Um, so it's just kind of more of that family environment without uh, without putting them together in in a house mm. together. They, we do have the separate dorms just because they come from different backgrounds. That come from kids that have been molested, right. kids that have been um, abused in different ways. And if you're not dealing with those kids, you know, one on one time uh, and trying to work with them, 
they end up hurting other children. So we've yeah. got to, you know, try and, and manage And it's kind of interesting because, you know, Mex- in Mexico, like family, it's like very, I don't know, you know, uh, we love our family. Like, you know, that's the main thing. Like, you know, people live at, at home until they're like 25, 26 until they get married and then they go. Or sometimes even though after they get married, they just stay home and live with their parents. Mm. But it's also kind of interesting to see a lack of identity in a family setup because mm-hmm. parents are gone all the time. You know, there's like an orphan uh, identity in them that, you know, they were either, like I said, might get molested and, and they're not worth worthy of love or just like, what did my parent leave me? I don't know, just yeah. all those things that, and I would say the, the, the main focus is for them to receive that identity from Christ, you know, just from the love that they receive, not just from, from the staff or, or the, the helpers or volunteers, but also the teams that come down because yeah. also the orphanage works, works as a ministry, uh, as a missionary hub. Mm-hmm. So different teams for different churches come down and they do outreach and they work with the community. And it's cool to see or to let the, the kids from the orphanage uh, experience that too because they know first who they are in God and now they're receiving the love that they were lacking and the identity. But now also like not just preparing them with tools like professionally, but also saying like, what if you're called a ministry yeah. and what if you want to do missions? or Because there's sometimes that the kids have gone to mission trips in Mexico with uh, a legal representative and go to Veracruz or, you know, down south. But just the main thing is that for them to know who they really are and that they were adopted by Christ like mm-hmm. we all are, you know, mm-hmm. what the Bible says. And it's just to destroy that mentality of like, I'm, I'm unwanted, I'm not worthy, yeah. I'm, you know, I don't have any purpose, I don't have any future. And now they're like, okay, you know, God is calling me to something and, and that's what, you know, that that's orf- good. not just the orphanage physical situation, but like the mentality of, you know, you're a son of God and yeah. he has a purpose for you or a son or daughter of God. Man, you guys are doing big stuff, uh, and I love it. And I imagine, like, when you first kind of began on this journey, even when your parents began on this journey, maybe they didn't even know, like, the impact that would happen. They just kind of had a a calling, a desire to go and serve. Uh, But now you're seeing a lot of really cool things happening. You're Mm -hmm. seeing life change happening. You're seeing 500 students add to a school. Uh, And I I would probably imagine that seeing those – the way that God is moving maybe has even helped you dream a little bit. Um, And so kind of a a last question I have for you guys is is what's – What's like your, your future hope, future vision? What, what would you love to see happen with Big Heart? Well, um, I think that makes sense what you said, but we're actually not very big dreamers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I'm going to say this. I mean, my parents set out on one mission, yeah. and their their hopes were never to have a school of 500 kids. Mm-hmm. But God's God, – but, yeah. but God, right? But God, right. So, and we started Big Heart in Reynosa – never dreamt of having a second location. But three mm. years ago, we were given another location. And that seemed out of our mind. Like, how could we do it? Where is this location? This is just outside of Saltillo, okay. Coahuila. It's a place called Ramos Arispe. And it's in the mountains. Uh, it's way prettier than Reynosa. <laughs> Nicer <laughs> yes, weather. <definitely. laughs> uh, great weather. Um, just And it's in the mountains. It's a beautiful place. And it was just given to us. Um, and uh, it was an orphanage uh, beforehand. And the missionaries that were running that orphanage were in their later years and felt a call back home to be with their family uh, for the remaining of their years, let's say. Uh, the wife was fighting cancer, and, and so uh, they began faithfully looking for somebody that God would bring to, to take it over. And they prayed and searched for four years before wow. they came to us. And when they came to us, we were like, no, there's no chance. Like, can't do it. <laughs> we, we, can't, we can't do it, but we'll pray with you. Like, we'll, mm. we'll definitely pray with you. I mean— and when we hear of somebody that's interested, you know, we'll, we'll mention it. And, uh, and we went and visited them and stuff like that. And so that we could 
better explain yeah. like what they're getting into if somebody was interested. And so as we go, we, you know, we also connected with others and you know, people that are on, that are faithful prayers for our ministries and say, Hey, you know, there is this orphanage down in the mountains about three and a half hours from where we're at. And be, please be praying that God would send somebody that, you know, <laughs> that would give a calling to yeah. the, and, uh, and then as time went by, it wasn't a long time, but as time went by, people, you know, contacting us and saying, Hey, you know, we've been praying. And, uh, we found and, someone <laughs> we were expecting and we found somebody and we're like, okay, like, the, but it's like, uh, we think that, that you're supposed to be doing it. And my, and my dad was like, this is my dad. Like, and explain that. He's like, well, that's great. If God's told you that he hasn't told me yet. So when, when he tells me I'm all for it, but until then. And so it just a process of like God saying like, this is where I'm moving you. Even though our expectations and our standards were here, his were out here, right? Yeah. And so just like the school, just like that, who knows what God has? We're not looking for other things. <laughs> We've got plenty of things on our, our plate and we're not looking, not to, we're not looking to grow physically. We're spiritually, yes, always, tr- you know, you know, trying to grow and trying to, you know, teach our kids and, and, and grow our, our staff spiritually, but size wise, not so much, uh, but who knows? God has right. different plans, right? Yes. Than ours, and those, that's those are the better ones. And so, mm. um, as we dream towards the future, it's more that it's that we're growing closer to God, that we're growing our staff, that we're united in unity. And just like, just like I would say, like any church, I mean, you, you can have a small church or a large church, but you have volunteers and you have staff members and all that. But the idea is that we are going to be so much more effective if we're united and that we're, we're, we have the same vision. We're, we're moving forward and yes, there's going to be bumps in the roads and yes, there's going to be storms that are going to come our way, but we're going to keep on, you know, doing looking it for forward. God. Yeah. And doing it for the reason that we were called in the first place. So mm-hmm. as we grow and, and as our future, you know, as we look forward, it's more of that, like what's going to unite us more and what's going to bring us closer and what's going to, be a bigger impact on lives and, 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 uh, and then allow God to do everything else that he already does on, nice. on, on his timing. Um, and, uh, so yeah, we're, we're excited, uh, as to where God has us. Uh, and as I mentioned, the orphanage down in the mountains, that's where my parents have moved down to. Mm. Um, and is so, that also called big heart, right? It's called mm-hmm. big heart of the mountains. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. And so, um, they, they moved down there three years ago in August and, uh, and, got everything figured out, you know, uh, paperwork and all that. And so they've already received their first kids and there's a lot of, uh, building that needs to be done down there and, and, um, maintenance from, you know, just because it was, uh, run by somebody else before. And it was, it was getting to a point where some of the areas were pretty run down. And so we've been doing a lot of work out there and it's just cool to see that we have a place where we're affecting other people in those areas, other kids. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. That's good. I love that, man. Yeah. Thanks, thanks again, guys, for sharing your story, man. Oh, what, you. what power! Uh, and I love that BT gets to be a, a small part of that. Um, and so, man, there might be people tuning in that uh, maybe they're from other churches or even people within BT uh, that want to further connect with you guys. So, what are some ways that people can connect? Or even, um, as I mentioned at the beginning, um, you know, if you're a tither of BT Church, some of your tithe goes to. Uh, a portion of that goes to to Big Heart already, uh, but if somebody wants to give above and beyond their tie to fi- to personally financially partner with you guys, what are some ways that people can connect and partner with y'all? Come down and visit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The best <laughs> way come come and visit. Um, and, but no, I mean social media. Like we we're not the best, but um, Instagram is good. Our website, real simple, BigHeartOrphanage.org. There's okay. a lot of information on there. Um, if if God's put it on your heart to to help out, I mean that's awesome. 
um, you know, just pray about it. And if you want to send a donation, you can do it through our website. You can uh, do it through BT. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just follow what God's yeah. putting and, on your heart. And also, like, not just on the financial side, but, you know, we're always, uh, one of the things that I, I really like about, you know, dreams that God put in my, in my grandparents, like they never asked, you know, financially or anything. They never asked for something for God, but God always provided. Mm. And that, that was also from help, uh, for help. So, you know, volunteers and yeah. people that want to come down and intern. So if, if it, you probably can't help financially or, I mean, you can, you can pray, you can still be connected to it uh, or just come down and visit. Or there's also positions as a intern. Okay. Uh, we have uh, two interns right now uh, and they're, they can either, uh, they're caregivers. So they spend time with the kids or if you're if you're skilled in construction, you can also come down and be an, an intern as well. Uh, mm-hmm. For you know, we always do six months or less, depending on what what God is doing uh, or calling you to. But that's an, also another way to connect and, and be a part of uh, what God is doing down there in, in Reynosa. Yeah, I love it, man. Well, uh, amazing story, amazing time to hear uh, what God's doing there, and uh, we we believe God has big plans for Big Heart. Uh, mm-hmm. and it can, gonna continue to show up in big ways and so thank you guys for hanging out today with us at the bt podcast thank you guys appreciate it thank you and thank you bt as well (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs)